Welcome to Good Clean Talks. Uh, I'm Dolan. Here we got Josh and Chris. What's up, guys? What's up? What's up? Yeah, so what sparked this uh, this whim to do the podcast today, right now, at this very moment, we were talking about the Mandela effect, some interesting shit about reality, and as we experience it, the theory goes that our reality has collided or is in the process of colliding with another reality, so we remember things, So, what is it, half the population? Half the, half the population remembers history as it is today, and the other half remembers it as it was. Slightly different. Not right. not totally different, but well, it was named after Nelson Mandela because people remember him dying in prison in the 80s. Not dying back in 2013. Yeah, but he died in 2013, according to today's know, history. recent yeah. history. So a whole bunch of weird shit like that, like the movie Star Wars, um, where Darth Vader says, Luke, I am your father. Well, the most common one uh, that I've heard of is the Bernstein Bears one. Everyone, like, uh, like they've even actually found proof that there was books titled Barnstein Bears as opposed to Bernstein Bears. There's been uh, bus, uh, what do you call it, uh, bus ads from back in the day, that had pictures of it for the book itself. Right. So you can read it out that way. You can remember it two different ways. Like, my, my theory is, so, I mean, Vader says, no, I am your father. But you get people quoting it later, people just saying, no, I'm your father, like that. It doesn't they're, sound right. They're not going to reference that to Star Wars immediately, so they change it to Luke, I am your father. When they're quoting, they're, they're paraphrasing the quote. So people misremember because people remember more their conversations with each other and collectively coming to an agreement of the memory of such and not necessarily that we experienced the movie that way to, you know, originally. Except for the fact that with how old my dad is and him seeing Star Wars when it first came out on big screen, specifically remember it being Luke, I'm your father. I remember because I had it on VHS when my grandmother owned it. And I used to watch it all the time because it was literally all we were, we were poor back then. So that's all we really had. Go, and, uh, go back and watch it now. Go back and watch the same VHS if you have it. You got a VHS player? <laughs> I, mean, I do, actually. Really? For this experiment, I will dig one up. I will I will pull one out of my ass. We will do this. But it's just like earlier today when we were watching the video out there on YouTube, it came up about the uh, the Mr. Rogers thing, yeah. whether it's it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, which is how we all remember it. Yeah. And now we had to go watch it on YouTube. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. I need to see that video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no lie. That's what he says. He only says it once at the beginning of the song, so it's easy to uh, to make the association like he's saying this neighborhood because that's where he lives. But we're thinking like that neighborhood, the neighborhood, because that's the neighborhood, and we're we're his neighbor watching it as kids. It so could we be think, perspective. I mean, right. like we remember it that way because we put ourselves in the in that show or in whatever we're doing in that period of time, and so we remember it in that way as opposed to what it's actually being said. But here's the interesting thing: it doesn't only occur in media. There's also land masses that have just disappeared. People remember going to places. They remember seeing an island on the map off the coast of Australia. It's not there. Go look at a map. Not there. Go figure. It's the same place that that Malaysian flight went down. Huh. Well, that that's easy, easy to they got pretty much cover up. I mean, like, I mean, uh, Area Fifty was it Area Fifty One? If you look at a Google Map mm-hmm. image of it, and the whole thing's like blacked out. There's nothing there. But they say it's all underground there anyway. Well, there's still like you still have to have bases, airstrip. Yeah, like places for people to land and shit like that. I mean, there's not one. No, there is one. It's, but it's blacked out. But if you look on Google really? Maps, it won't be there. Okay, because it could they could take a satellite image at the precise wrong time and catch some experimental fucking. Mm-hmm. Someone like chipping an alien alien across the property or something. Yeah, I mean, 
But then one of the undeniable things that's come up is the Forrest Gump thing, where life is like a box of chocolates. But dipping into that, now he says life was like a box of chocolates. One that makes no sense because you wouldn't refer to life was like this. Oh, Unless man. you were dead. I mean, yeah. I need to get new microphone stands, man. You're, you're just slowly drooping like a... Hopefully that'll hold it. I was gonna, I was gonna make a uh, phallic comparison, but I'm just gonna let that one go. <laughs> it's going limp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I don't, I don't know, I, I don't know what to think because you know, I hear these things. Like we're we're trained from from a young age, we take science classes, right? So we're we're trained to follow the um, the scientific method, you know, observe and report, and you, know, you you think you remember something a certain way. But I'm going back and watching these clips and watching these videos, and seeing it differently than how I remember it. I'm inclined to believe that's how it always was. So well, I don't know what to think. Well, I mean, people have manipulated history and things that are said all the time. Like for example, Amelia Earhart. I actually got in a conversation today with uh, my next door neighbor over there about it uh amelia Earhart was the was the first woman to travel all the way around the world right. or something like that or across an ocean or something uh, something like that but anyways uh she actually was not a very good pilot she crashed her plane five times <laughs> two in which she was on takeoff and she actually had another pilot that was with her at the time who when she would get tired would take over control of the plane so she didn't actually herself fly across the the world like piloting, she actually was a passenger at certain points. So she was basically a co-pilot. Yeah. Hey, but, it, I mean, it's good for media. They just glorify women. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Because in the time period, like women were being oppressed and shit like that. So yeah. I mean, what it better way sense, to, to make course. women higher up from where they're so at? So like you know, our our. The whole equal rights movement was a lie, is what you're telling no, me, and that we I'm should not, not treat women equally as men. No, I'm not saying that. I'm oh, just well, saying damn. in that circumstance. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying from that circumstance. I mean, I'm joking. Uh, oh, I know. But I got I to defend myself. <laughs> I got to make sure the listeners we're, know. <laughs> we're, we're, we're on a microphone, so anything I say and what will be held against me in the court of society. Don't talk <laughs> shit. I'll come back to you. Yeah, pretty much. But uh, no, I'm just saying. And in, in the topic, it's it's relevant because it, like some of these things could be altered because of you know people deemed it bad grammar. So let's change it up. It mm -hmm. sounds like crap when I say it. So let's change it up. Like Bernstein Bears sounds better than Barnstein Bears. You know that type of scenario. I feel like a country bumpkin, Barnstein Bears. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. I don't know. I mean, with the research that I did before coming down this holiday weekend, it was. Because I've been diving into the um, the CERN project that's going on over in Switzerland and stuff because they're... It's the Hadron Collider, right? Yes. Their official goal is to find the God particle, though. Which, what, what, they, what they do is they have, like, a couple of kilometers... Like, it circles the city pretty much as a tube. It's a very large tube. 20 runs, miles underground. Right, and it runs in a circle. And they take, was it, hydrogen or helium, helium particles, and they fucking slam them together. Accelerate them to almost the speed of light. As so fast as they can get them to go. Essentially. But there's there's other hidden agendas. I mean, everybody knows that nobody just can be straightforward these days. But in one of the interviews with um, a spokesperson from CERN, they came out and explained that they were trying to see if they couldn't open up a, a rift, a portal, a door to... The dimensions? Exactly. Well, wouldn't that like rip us apart or make that us was the theory. collide with another reality? The theory was that if they actually achieve this, that it may potentially open up a micro black hole that they couldn't <laughs> close, <laughs> and it would suck us in. If However, that, if that is the real Twilight Zone, damn, <laughs> I don't even know if I remember that right now. I'm questioning everything. Yeah, you got it right. That was right. But do you know? Do we know? No, I do don't really know. I mean, well, from what I remember, I mean, it's an alternate. Right. Right. <laughs> 
we, we could all agree on that. <laughs> but the theory is that they they've actually achieved it, and what the the portal that they opened actually started overlapping a reality to another Earth that's very similar in history to ours, and it only has small, minute differences here and there. Except Mandela lived another 20, 30 well, years. Then we could go ahead and talk about Muhammad Ali, who, per, per our history today, just, you know, recently died. But there are other people that remember him, you know, dying back in the 80s, and the people remember him dying in the early 2000s, and now he's died, you know, this year. I remember could- him dying in early 2000s. Yeah, well, I, that could also be, like, the whole situation that's going on with social media and the whole false deaths, like, Jackie Chan died. Right. Was lying. I mean, you, you got to think, we've hit this point of, of global connectivity, and we've hit this point of lightning speed now, when before, everybody would be like, hey, what's that dude's name? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, like, fucking Regis Philbin, right? That's the dude that does, you know, the, the Price is Right. And then come to find out, like, he did Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and The Price is Right was fucking somebody else. And you know this because you're Googling it, and then you're like, I remember it differently. Like, what the fuck? So we just got the proof at our fingertips now. So we're all like, hey, wait, we've been wrong this whole time. People are also spoiled by Wikipedia, too. I mean, people don't realize that the Wikipedia is actually publicly People, people don't fact check when they post shit. They're like, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, because that's how I remember it. Yeah, it could have been just like a spell check, and someone's like, Mandela Effect. Huh. <laughs> I mean, I keep wanting to say mandala because of the <laughs> my wife has man, been doing mandala, mandala. drawings. Mandala, <laughs> mandala, Mand- mandala, gondola. Mandala. I just feel like <laughs> well, there's another thing: the spelling of Gandhi is G A N D H I, but people remember it being G A N D I. I thought it was G H A N D A. Yeah, but it, it's. G-H-A-N-D-H-I. People, like, they misremember the spelling of his name. Like, like different people, different figures, throughout their, the spelling of their name is slightly off. Like, it's it's so... It expands throughout everything, not just media, you know? Well, one of the things that I was looking into was um, how the Mandela effect is actually just a, um, a symptom of how our memories work because we never, we never remember a situation exactly how it was. We remember it as how we remembered it the prior time we thought about it. Right. So every time we remember something, we're just remembering a remember or a memory of a memory of a memory. So it alters throughout time as well. However, when you have a huge mass of people being like, no, this is how it was, then all of a sudden it's like, how can Factor you... Factor in uh, Car- Carl Jung's uh, collective consciousness. The theory that, you know, our memories are passed down, they're all biological, but we, we all stem from the same biology. So we all have a... The, and o- over consciousness oh, that stretches okay. throughout the entire species. So we all would like we all like to agree on things, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it keeps the peace. It's what well, people are comfortable with. Not America. See, but... I mean, you guys agreed with me, and you wanted exactly. to. So it's like we all we all this human nature. We like to agree. I saw this um this social experiment where they took a they took a, a lady and brought her into an uh, it was like a doctor's office visit. Ah, I remember this, but. They had, uh, she showed up and there was a bunch of people already waiting, but these people were fucking hired actors and they had a beep every, you know, couple minutes and they would just stand up for the beep. And then after like three or four beeps, she would just stand up with them and sit back down. And then one by one, all these actors got called out of the room and she was like, she didn't know what to do. Nobody told her to stand up when it was beeping or anything. Once they're all gone, they, they brought in new people that weren't involved with the experiment that didn't know anything that was going on, still played the beep. She still stood up. 
eventually all these other people started fucking standing up with the beep. Hmm. Everybody likes to be on the same page with things. So one person is like, yeah, Luke, I am your father. And all of a sudden we all remember it that way, you know? Yeah. That's I'm sorry, go ahead. The, the person who voiced Vader during those movies, how mm-hmm. can you... He remembers saying that too. But people see the interview of him saying that. Of course, they're going to believe that happened, but... But after the first interview, don't you think, like, somebody would come out and be like, hey, no, you're misquoting the line. If you acted in a movie, are you going to go back and watch that movie a hundred times? I'm not saying myself. I'm saying I would expect somebody to come up and, you know, correct me and be like, hey, just so you know, I don't want you looking stupid. You're misquoting it. I listen to no more than 30 seconds of every podcast that I post. Everything that's online, I spoke and did not even go back and review. That's just too much time, and I don't want to hear myself talk because then I'm going to start questioning and editing and being self conscious, and I don't want I don't want that. So I don't I don't go back like that. So if I quote something I said in you know three four podcasts ago, I'm going to fucking butcher the fuck out of so it. So if you fart on the mic, yeah, sir. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I have faith that these mics are shitty enough not to pick that up. <laughs> oh god, that's horrible. I belch into mics all the time, hiccup, because usually I'm drunk as fuck when I do these. Yeah. Sometimes. Those don't make the internet, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, like I said, I listen to 30 seconds. It's 30 seconds of just quality control, and I'm like, nope, out. No, <laughs> not doing that one. <laughs> I have an extras channel, though. By the way, Good Clean uh, Extras. If you go to goodcleantalks.com, there's a link to the extras page. And, uh, I haven't updated it recently, but there's a bunch of, like, old, really shitty, really fucking drunk, racy podcasts that are you saying you get i don't racist? suggest you listen to them. no just racy it's controversial oh very well I, I i push boundaries and sometimes i say racist things just to just to you know it's okay push as long as you keep stuff. company for one ethnicity of each one person from each ethnicity oh no we're all white oh well then it's racist yeah we are we're all white men no 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 <laughs> like, we have we have white privilege so we're okay we can get away with it <laughs> i hate that topic i'm poor I am not privileged at all. <laughs> you you want to get on that topic? Start exercising it, bro. You got to know how. <laughs> let, let me tell you about how racism, which shouldn't even be a thing in the Marine Corps, since these Black Lives Matter protests have started popping up. The, <sighs> Shoot me in the head. Yeah, the, the Black Marines have started to act out. And it's not already like they weren't mostly ahead of us as is, but now it's like, Yo, I can say whatever I want to you, and nobody's gonna say anything to me because uh, fuck that. Somebody's gonna burn down a town outside. Yeah, there's, there's no. That's when martial law comes into play. I'm just saying. I'm waiting on that to happen. That's why. I mean, oh, pe- you and me both. People are starting to be harder on cops now. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. That's the reason why I think that martial law is gonna come into play. Because once the cop, like by law, if cops can't bring law and order to a scenario, martial law will just be fought, and these military people that are fucking taking control of the streets are not gonna fire on civilians like that. No, well, I mean, they if, will arrest you and send you to prison for, and they don't even have to have a reason. You could there could be a curfew outside, and unless up, you have a reason to be out there, you're going to jail. It's set up so beautifully like that. So where they're like, oh, it's just jail. We're not firing on civilians. You if know? you really want to get on this topic, though, because that's another Mr. Marine theory that i've recently looked up at i mean one i can tell you that you know the the marine corps as a whole will disband and go back to their respective states and fight with their countrymen because they're not going to see their friends and family get rounded up and thrown into fema camps and you know inevitably re-educated or killed off and whatnot theoretical fema camps no the the fema camps do exist you can look them up on google maps they're they're there theoretical sure jump Show me a person that's been in a FEMA camp. Come on. I'm not saying that people have been in these FEMA camps. I'm saying the camps themselves do exist. 
they are already built. Better to have them and not need them than for need them people and have them. that are escaping natural disasters and have nowhere to go because that's what FEMA does. Sure. Well, let's go ahead and look into uh, FEMA. Why don't you go look at some of the interviews of the people from Hurricane Katrina and listen to their response on how how FEMA's what's the best way to put it? I'm um, prepared to rescue an action. entire goddamn city, though. Exactly how how the reaction time was. Oh, FEMA. Their sole purpose is to respond to natural disasters, right? But they're not prepared at all for that. They're doing something else is what you're saying, right? Yes. Okay. Because the the survivors from Hurricane Katrina will turn around but and explain to you that. Pe- people, people cannot keep secrets. People cannot. To suggest that a large portion of the government, a large portion of an organization that's set up like that, exists with every single person involved in it, keeping their fucking mouths shut, is ridiculous and absurd. And these theories come from people taking a look at the quote-unquote evidence and, and pointing their finger like, hey, yeah, no, they're trying to round us all up because I'm, I'm afraid. I'm afraid of the government and I'm a God-fearing American. And if I act out of line, they're going to put me in prison. And, and, and that's what's going on here. But nobody is, is standing up and shouting about this. I have not seen it. Okay, so Edward Snowden, yeah, he came forward legitimately. Nobody's done that about FEMA camps. Because money talks. Not loud enough for the truth, though. People well, I mean, have morals. Well, I mean, have you seen the? Was it? I think it's the Denver Airport conspiracy. I think it's Denver. Oh yeah, yeah, the Denver Airport with the uh, the mural they painted. In yeah, it's place. not just the mural though. It's also uh, like um, if you look oh. at the fences around the perimeter, instead of you know, most people have the barbed wire going on the outside to keep people from getting in. Instead, these are actually put on the inside to keep people in. Not to mention all the bunkers underneath of it that have no. There's no like explanation just for them. Bunkers underneath an airport. Yeah, and just, what's what's with the mural? you're talking about uh, you're hearing something, it's but. more like a it's like a mural that's supposed to symbolize oppression but it, it, it it's it's really really like devilish devilish satanic opposite kinda. of 16th chapel kind of thing more something like, like that more like Nazi. well yeah there there's some very very clear nazi imagery going on there but from the stuff that i've read into it's it's supposed to kind of be like a rewrite of our history after they hit the reset button so the Government is slowly but surely building concentration camps and keeping them empty, open, and public, and then slow conversion, snap of a finger, yeah, all the Jews are going to well, be burned alive. No, not not the Jews. I mean, I'm sure they'll get rounded so to speak. up too. But if you look at things like the Patriot Act, where anybody, even an American citizen, can get detained for you know an indefinite amount of time with no probable cause... And they can't reach out. They can't get a lawyer or anything like that. That was the start of it. Then they signed another bill making all of the U.S. a uh, national battleground. Now, you can't you can't exactly quote me on this because it may be off, but I think it was in uh, the 1970s. They uh, enacted a law stating that military personnel were not allowed to operate in a military manner within U.S. borders. With the exception of martial law, right? Yes, but martial law, because technically... And th- this is where it all gets kind of a little screwed up, is National Guard is supposed to be a well-regulated state militia. However, the National Guard, like the Marine Corps, is a branch from the Army, like we are from the Navy. And They're the ones that carry out martial law? Yes, the National Guard is who gets called in to implement martial law. So even, even when you look at it, the National Guard is still a part of the military. They, they've they taken that right away from the state. It's no longer a militia. Yeah, exactly. Because 
A prime example is when the army, which they should never be low manned because they pretty much accept everybody. But so the only militia left is like NRA, right? Are they are they even classified as a militia? You can't. Militias are illegal. But they're not. They're in the Constitution. Oh really? Tell me again how my Second Amendment isn't under fire. Mandela effect? Is that? Do we remember that wrong? (laughs) (laughs) At least we're on topic. (laughs) All all I'm saying is, all this comes. All this wraps into, or what I believe it wraps into, is their whole New World Order conspiracy. That's actually what the Denver Airport conspiracy, and that's some of the markings that were going on around there. They're like on the floor in front of, uh, uh, right, right in front of the mural or whatever. I think it says uh, uh, "New," uh, brought to you by New World Order Organization Inc. or something like that. But that's supposed to be proof that this is maybe some I should Illuminati like type crap. change the name of my podcast to like New World Order just to get fucking listeners. <laughs> like, what What are they talking about? What's going on? Yeah, they may sound like a bunch well, of uh, conspiracy theorists. Hey, I have no problem with that. I don't either, but I mean, but at least there's some fact to, uh, to what we're saying, and we're not actually uh, well, a fact through theory based off of social media and whatnot and people's opinions. I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna go back uh, to the beginning of this podcast and uh, insert a, a, a preface because uh, I, I introduced this as good clean talks but i think uh, i think the way this is going it should be episode one of question authority my new podcast i like it yeah because i like the way this is going and that's this is kind of the the topic and the themes that i would like that one to go well go along on the topic of the uh denver denver airport memorial thing that they have going on and everything there's also um the georgia guidestones which you know it hit off a little bit and then people just kind of let it die out and you know that's how most people in power like things go, you know, they'll look at a situation and they'll be like, hey, you know, people are blowing this up right now, but it's going to eventually fade out. They'll what forget are, about you, it. You're going to have to explain the Georgia Guidestones. All right. So what the Georgia Guidestones are is um, you can look it up. It's a legitimate place in Georgia and it's uh, a monolith type of statue. And on each side of it, written in every language, is what they've called the New World Order Ten Commandments. Okay. Yeah. I remember that you and Dave Dramer talking about that, but for the listeners, so. Well, basically, the way the explanation for this monolith goes is if, you know, in quotations, if humanity were to be wiped from the earth, that if any extraterrestrial beings or, you know, humankind evolved back to this level later on, they would uncover these and they would have these Ten Commandments, which supposedly our world would abide by. However... The first commandment's already ridiculous because it's to maintain a well-ordered population of, I want to say it's like 500,000 or less. Per city or state or no small government, I'm sure. the world? No, yes. That's ridiculous. <laughs> like how would, oh man, like 500,000 people spread out through all of China and America and all the whole circles. Well, the It'd biggest... It'd be almost impossible to maintain anything. The biggest problem that they're facing right now is the fact that we we are reproducing faster than we're able to come up with new natural resources or new resources to replace those to help sustain ourselves we're cockroaches well we spent so much time trying to heal or like there's not as much war as there was there back there in world war ii world war one there's not uh we have too many drugs that are curing people of things so we're not dying as fast as we need to be as opposed to it's like we're ruining or, or like as human a human race we're ruining like the way the natural order is supposed to go by trying to save our our, our loved ones and shit like that but it's understandable it's human human nature yeah yeah i mean uh I don't know. I, I I think that 
we're putting too much thought into some small fucking group of people that thinks that 95% of the world's population should be dead. Uh, like, that's, that's, that's ridiculous. And once upon a time, maybe, and you know how things get passed along. Uh, like the the eyeball and then the pyramid and the dollar bill. We talking about the ISR run. The the Freemasons oh, and shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it, it's not it's not shit that's really relevant today. And you, you could you could think that we're so, like outside of some big secret. Like we're uh, we're out of the loop. And there's some organization out there pulling strings and shit because they keep themselves in secrecy and we can't see the strings they pull. Or you could just not. Think about that, not be afraid and not live your life in chains because when you're afraid, if there, okay, so if there is any organization out there trying to control you, the number one method, you know, sociologically and psychologically proven, the number one method of controlling somebody is through fear. So to acknowledge this is pretty much to hand them your wrists and let them fucking put chains around you. On that subject, and we'll just put a pin in this real quick, but the gold standard and petroleum dollar. And I'll circle back to those in a minute. Okay. But on the topic of what you're talking about with fear and stuff like that, there are documents that have been released. We can we can go them later just so you can see my facts and everything. But throughout the early 2000s, there were lists released by the government to police stations across the country and everything, basically profiling certain people that they should pull over or be suspicious of. And on that list were... Any known Second Amendment supporters, any conspiracy theorists, stuff like that. But the reason is because... What what is this? Like it was handed out to law enforcement officers? Yes, for people that should be profiled, pulled over, possibly arrested and And stuff like that. What is it called? Domestic terrorists. Can we we see... uh, Can can we have a name so we can go and look it up? Um, Listeners and, and, and participants alike here. Shit, I can't even. I'm sure with proper Google skills, anybody could find it. Yeah, yeah. Just it, 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 it's on topic. public information, right? Yes. Okay. All right. But um, with that subject, though, the biggest way to control population, you know, one, you control them through currency and stuff because this generation is just all about, hey, give me, give me, give me. This fake imaginary stuff that we all yeah fight each other for. So that taking away the gold standard, making it to where we don't have a legitimate backed currency leads into, you know, how are we going to make it to where our dollar is actually backed? How are we going to make it to where our currency is still maintained? And that leads into petroleum dollar to where all all gas or petroleum products are purchased through American dollars. Now, if you look throughout the past few conflicts that we've been involved in, each time that we've gone to a country, Iraq, Afghanistan, anything like that, the dictators or presidents of those countries were on the brink of breaking away from the petroleum dollar. They were on the brink of changing how natural resources were purchased. And obviously the American government couldn't have that. But at the same time, you turn around because you're, you're fighting wars on these fronts to keep your home economy stable and make sure that you're still a stable superpower. But at the same time, you have people that are questioning it and you have people that you know are stocking up on guns expecting you to come down on them. So you need law and order. So the first step would be to start profiling people that, you know, are Second Amendment supporters and stuff like that. So after after a collapse happens, because then you can no longer control your population through currency, what you need to do prior to that to make sure that you can still control your population is to turn around and take their guns. 
So the money falls through. The guns are already taken. You already have their free speech limited. After that, we're just pawns to be shot. Essentially. See, I, uh, you know, as spiritual as I am and, and, and as much as I believe in, in, you know, faith and manifesting your reality, my, um, my ideas here lie in the scientific community because uh, in order for us to globally come together and all unite, we need to face a global threat. Uh, a meteor, a comet, something heading towards us, some cosmic ray, some something that's going to fuck us all up, that's going to force us all to communicate and become one with each other. 2029. Which is actually the uh, predicted date that I've heard certain uh, certain channels talk about uh, the, 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 the currency that we all go by now falling and crumbling by by that time it's all going to be gone not even that but i've, I've heard that, that that date actually thrown out many times in many different 2029 theories. right now is predicted by scientists that there is an asteroid headed right for us and it will literally come so close to earth that it will dip below our communication satellites and we're all gonna unite and be like well fuck we can blow this asteroid up and bring back a ton of goddamn oil and gold and whatever we're using <sighs> we're for energy nukes, man just nuke the damn thing well one, I don't think that 2029 will be the year that that happens. I think it'll be the year that it starts because said asteroid is going to return seven years later. And depending what happens, you know, with them, the cosmos. So as it's years, passing, or as it's past Earth, we can we can precisely uh, explode a nuclear uh, event to push it off course or you were what did you say earlier when we were talking about this you talked about a huge gravity ship or something scientists would... don't want to blow up the asteroid because unlike the movies that we've all Bunch seen chunks armageddon deep impact stuff like that all an explosion is going to do is make more giant chunks that we have to worry about impacting what they've all said that they want to do or their best theory to do is to build a giant spaceship out in our atmosphere that is literally so big it has its own gravity and then push out towards this asteroid and use that ship's gravity to push the asteroid slightly off course. Well, I mean, if they blow it up well enough and actually do the science behind it, they could actually blow it up enough to make the chunk so small that it would just burn up in our atmosphere. Well, explosions aren't, uh, aren't as calculated as just regular physics as things go. Gravity... We can pull, we can tug, we can calculate all that. We can calculate mass uh, versus gravity and uh, field of gravity, field of pull, where we can slowly push it out of out of, a, out of our field. But if you know, if we explode something and blow it up, it's really, really, it's a lot harder to predict the trajectory of every little piece of, of well, an asteroid. Well, there's also the fact that has anybody ever, like, has anybody in the history of our lifetime or even before our lifetime, has anyone exploded a nuclear device in space? Yes, actually, the Russians have. Really? Well, how did that do? turn out? It they uh, one of the uh, one of the biggest things during the Cold War was Russia made a, uh, a satellite that they wanted to use for uh, nuclear purposes and stuff like that. And um, the first thing they did was um, test fire what it'd be like to fire a gun in space. I mean, I'm talking this thing was like a 30 millimeter how? cannon. The round was, you know, probably almost a foot long. And um, after firing that. And they had a huge success with it. Huge successes, and it just kept there's no friction, so it just keeps going, right? Yes, but since it's firing straight down into the Earth's atmosphere, you got to think into? about the velocity. Yeah. Oh shit! They could have fucked some shit up. They could have hit like a boat or a fucking person or something. They probably left a crater. To be honest with you, most likely out of the ocean. But but think about something like that, and then think fucking about fucking Russians, man. 
think about firing a nuke from space. Damn, I wonder if anybody's gotten drunk in space. Probably Russians. Probably. But when it comes to blowing things up, there's... Well, blowing, like, asteroids up, there's a lot that you got to take into. Like, um, think about the metal, the space metal that is potentially on this thing. Or just what kind of rock it's made up of. You can't just hit it and hope to God that, you know, like, 20 nuclear warheads are going to blast this thing into oblivion. No, there's... You could rain fucking uh, 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 nuclear uh, radioactive substance onto the Earth. Or you could rain, like, mercury or some shit and fuck us all up. Give us all weird mutations and stuff. So, I mean, legitimately, they would either have to, you know, like, in both Armageddon Deep Impact, they would either have to split the comet, or not the comet, but they'd have to split the asteroid, however they would manage to do that, or there would have to be some other way to divert it off course. I'm going to have to cut out. All right, we can, we can wrap this up now. Okay. All right, we'll, we'll pick it up this week, and we got time. Yeah, and, uh, I'm off for the next two days anyway, so, I mean... For sure, for sure. We're a little over 30 minutes down, so... Um, wow, it was really 30 minutes. <laughs> do you know the Do you know the names of any of those things you were talking about? Anything, any clues we can give to, to the listeners to be able to Google that stuff and look it up or just... Um, Mandela Effect, um, 2029, How the World May End. Yeah. Um, and then uh, New World Order, uh, World War Three. How It's Coming. All right, well... You hear, heard it here first. If you didn't hear it here first, then you're uh, listening to good shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> we thank you all for, for listening. Um, I'm Dolan. I'm Josh. Chris. And uh, goodcleangoods.com. Check it out. Make awesome soap. It smells really good. Environmentally friendly, too. It doesn't. It's not bad. It goes down your drain. It's not going to fucking pollute the earth or anything. You can shower outside, bathe in a river with it and stuff. It's really, Everybody's really got to do their part. For sure, for sure. Don't destroy this earth. We're all living on it. Come on. Buy my soap. <laughs> Love you guys. Thank you for listening. Namaste.